Boom. 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 Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Nightmare. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Ghost Chronicles Next Generation right here on TojiNet, your globing broadcasting nation. I am Ron Kolick, of course, your gatekeeper to the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable New England's own Van Helsing. And with me, of course, is that blonde bombshell herself, Ann Kerrigan. Well, how are you tonight? Wow, you, you are go. perky. Are you ready to go? George says no Ann tonight. Oh, because you're not in chat. I get it. I'm not okay. in chat yet. I'm all... I'm, I'm, yes. I'm trying, trying to um, not listen to Ron's pukey voice and sign on to Skype and none of it's happening. So there you go. Well, at least somebody appreciates me. Anyway, uh, so <laughs> you, you found a new antique store, I understand. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's a secondhand shop. It's uh -huh. called the uh, Secondhand Society in West Bridgewater, Mass. And it's really not, it's not uh, just antiques. It's, 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 you know, it's clothing. Gently used stuff. Yeah. 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 I thought awesome. Gorgeous, gorgeous stuff there. So anyways, so I just gave her a little plug. If anybody's in the uh, Bridgewater area. It's right on so Route 28. What, what kind of stuff do they have there at this place? She has um, men, women, children, clothing, um, beautiful jewelry, which mm -hmm. is brand new. Um, but she has some vintage jewelry, too. She has antiques. She has books. Wow. She's got a little something for everything. Awesome. Everybody. Pretty cool. Yeah. Does she buy does she buy crap too? I mean, uh good stuff. I <laughs> don't know. Whatever it's not it a consignment store. It's not a consignment mm -hmm. store. Mm -hmm. So as far as I know, she does not buy stuff, but she's a very so nice young girl. Sounds really neat. <laughs> I'll right. check. What? Ron's just gonna be annoying all night, even more annoying all night, because I told him not to use his pukey radio voice. Oh, so, okay. Just FYI for our audience. So you want me to be grumpy as I usually am? Well, yeah, that's fine. Okay, fine. <laughs> I can be that way. <laughs> I guess I better sign into chat because I'm so homie, distracted now. Homie can play that game. That's not a problem. Okay. Um, but anyway. But I'm fine. So, the good news is I'm finally in Skype. <laughs> oh, there you go. There you go. There See, I am. <laughs> you know, good things happen to those who wait. <clears throat> yeah, I know, I know. So, uh, Karina, I will uh, approve your request as soon as I get undistracted. And uh, Karina, by the way, uh, my computer is still doing its uh, anti-crapware thing, so um, I can't, oh, go into no. can't go into stack right now. But uh, if our guest is on the line, just let me know what he is. We use the <laughs> voice of God, and then uh, I will be good. <laughs> Where is the computers are working against us tonight, I think. Uh-huh. So Good anyways, I, I have been informed by the great Karina uh, that <laughs> our guest is with us. So joining us now uh, from Salem, Massachusetts, the witch city, is Tim 
from the Salem Night Tours. Tim, you there? I am. Hi, everybody. Hi, Jeff. Sorry you had to listen to I all am. that crap. Uh, that's okay. <laughs> I, I heard a lot about crap. So. He loves our crap. Come on. <laughs> a lot of craftiness going. I heard a lot about a girl with craft. So There you go. There you go. So, so Tim, you are the owner of uh, Salem Night Tours? I am. Uh, I'm the owner of the Salem Night Tour. We're, we're a tour company that also does uh, the Boston Night Tour. We do oh, really? uh, the Plymouth Night Tour, and we do uh, the Freedom Trail in Boston in the daytime. So we do tours all over New England. Um, we do a lot of ghost tours, though, you know, all over. So nice. you're, like a, you're like a tour baron. We are. I think we're, we're the biggest walking tour company there is, which is ironic and funny because there's no money in it. So uh, I just try to do as, as many as I can. I think you need a bus, but, you know, we do a lot of tours. Well, pennies make dollars, as they say, right? That's true. That's true. We just, you have to hustle, you know? Yeah, I understand that. Yeah. Definitely. So, Tim, uh <laughs> Why Why did you get into doing tours to start with, with you know, the original one? You, well, it, it, it's interesting. I, I, in 1990, I came out of high school, and I was, a, I was a football prospect. And my first day of college tryouts, I tore my Achilles tendon in half. Oh, my oh. God. That's yeah, horrible. And, you know, so and then, you, then you figure out, okay, this, this wasn't meant to be. Oh. And my mom at the time was working at the Boston Tea Party Museum, which for anyone that's ever been there as an employee knows it's another famous Boston haunt that they don't always talk about. But, yeah. Um, really? I started working there in 1990 for a week, and I ended up staying there for 12 years <laughs> and working in the tourist industry. And, you know, I helped design the Ghosts and Gravestones in Boston, which one of my favorite tours in the city at the time. Okay. And um, our museum, the Boston Tea Party Museum, burned down in 2001. Hmm. So it's unique to watch your career burn down in front of you. <laughs> and um, 9-11 sadly hit a week later and sent me off uh, wondering what to do next. And I, I, we started doing tours in Boston as a walking tour company. And now this is our 10th year, so we've been, been around for a while. But that's how my journey started. Wow. Uh, as, as a young boy in South Boston, I grew up in a, in a house that was one with issues. And uh, with someone with some gifts, I... I always had a little of that in my life, and then you know, once once I came up to Salem in 2006, you know, everything up here is ghost tours and psychics, and you know, it just it just seemed to be a really good fit, and you know, I just jumped right into the whole paranormal uh, craze that started at the time. But you know, that's how I ended up where I am today, with you know, a ghost tour in three different cities. Wow! I mean, do you like history? I do. I do. I actually, uh, and on my mother's side, I'm a Mayflower descendant. I come from uh, Stephen Hopkins, and I have many, many uh, ancestors in the Revolutionary War, wow. and so on. So you know, history was always something my mother had in our lives. And um, you know, working at the Tea Party Museum, I think that was when I first, uh, you know, really fell in love with history because I started to learn who these people really were and why they did what they did. And the things you didn't learn in school, 
And I also wanted to date some of these college girls that work there. And um, <laughs> I realized I had to start reading and studying, you know. So, I, you know, but I, I, I do really love history. It's, it's been great to do Salem and Boston and Plymouth because you get a really good grasp of all of New England and not just, you know, Boston or Salem. It, it all ties, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Well, you had quite but a I, I love history, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Would you I do, say and I, I did my first uh, paranormal investigation back in 2007, and I did an overnight at the USS Salem. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And that was a, an interesting place to get your start, you know, and if, if I'm sure, you know, Ron, I'm sure you've heard that before, but our little um, wand shop, gift shop up in Salem, a lot of paranormal groups have studied over the years. So we just happened to, you know, start our business in a place that um, was famous for activity, you know, so we, we deal with that on a daily basis as well. Mm. I mean, it's, yeah. you know, it's an interesting place, but it's really not that big, so it's... No, you it's, think it's, t- it's tiny. Well, that's, that's why it never gets on, like, a TV show, because... <laughs> It's too small. You know, some of the big shows have told me it's just too small to do an episode, but they, but they all come to ask if they can see it. But they've heard, you know, the uh, the cast of Ghost Adventures came down to look at it. You know, but it's too small for an episode, but it's, it's one of the most interesting places I've ever been around. There you go. Yeah, and the stories never never end in there. <laughs> so, and oh, we've had about every type of activity you could ever run into in that little wand shop. Very, very interesting. What is, is there something that, that commonly happens? I mean, you say you have a lot of stories, but is there like a particular thing that sticks out in your mind? Yeah, I think, you know, uh, voices come through our soundtrack. Ooh. I think most most of the employees there have encountered that more than once. And you know, we, we have a track where our tour guides dress up as people, you know, when they lead their tours. So, as people, you know, what are that's they where you used to go. Yeah, like they play, you know, history. The most common one is wild guests. People say, I think I want to be a witch. <laughs> those, are the, those are the employees that don't last long because they don't, they don't have much of an imagination. <laughs> I think I'm going to be a witch. No. And um, so, you know, that's where they go at night to change. So, you know, one by one, they wouldn't go change anymore because they encounter something, a growling. I think that the biggest the biggest thing I've encountered over the years is uh, a heart-stopping crash down in the basement that sounds like a car went through a plate glass window. Oh, my God. And, of course, you know, we, we run down and there's nothing there. And that's that's happened numerous times times down there in my you know i've been in the building now for about nine years and mm-hmm. we've expanded um into the shop next door too which doesn't have the same kind of issues the middle shop does it, it seems to be that shop even though it's so small you know but it, that seems the way we all encounter things you know but it, it's a daily basis it's a lot of noises it's a lot of yeah it's very unnerving to be in there for the day do you have, do you know any history of the place uh well, it's it's an interesting little spot because, you know, Salem, as far as America goes, Salem is, you know, one of the oldest places. So, you know, um, I know this property, a, a man named Philip English uh, had a mansion somewhere on this property in the in the 16, 1680s and up to the 1690s. And during the witch trials, 
he was one of those wealthy sea captains. So, you know, all of these mm. sea captains had tunnels underneath. So, you know, we have we have a place in the basement where the, the old tunnel entrance has been bricked up. You know, so it goes back that far. So trying to pinpoint, you know, what what might might have caused this and you know, it's it's hard to do because, you know, historically, you know, God knows what's happened here. I know recent history, this always is interesting is that it was a hair salon before I was in there. So that and explains they, a lot right there. Yeah, you know, they, yeah. <laughs> and they, they, were, they were there for a long time. So, you know, I've talked to them over the years, and they had similar issues. And they started to have issues, they say. In, in the basement, uh, they used that for terminal patients. And when they first started out, they had to deal with the two funeral homes. Oh. Around the corner, and that's where bodies would go at night to do hair and makeup, and so you know cool. it's got it's got a, an odd uh, recent stigma, but you know it, it also is a property. Something's been here all the way back, you know, since the 1630s at least. So wow, you know, it's an old, it's an old, like everything in Salem, it's an old town. You know, yeah. where are you located in Salem for those that? Uh, are going to be up we're, there. We're and, uh... on Essex Street. We have two oh, okay. shops on Essex. Essex Street is the main the main strip, and we're right near the yeah. Hawthorne Hotel. Uh, oh, two okay. shops are uh, Remember Salem, which is a it's a fandom gift shop. So we have things from Game of Thrones and licensed merchandise from Harry Potter. That's what we're most known for. Mm-hmm. And the shop that I talk about, the little shop, that's called Why Not's Wands, and it's actually a magic wand shop. <laughs> and it's one of the few, if any, other wine shops anywhere. So it's very uh-huh. popular. And is that located in the same place, or? Yes, it is. And we're both we're side by side on Essex. Okay. Um, it's also where the Salem Night Tour meets. Mm-hmm. Tim, do you have a website that we can put up on our um, on our Facebook page for you? I do. Yeah, yeah. The the, the website for our tours is uh, SalemGhostTours.com. Okay. Okay, right. and that's where you find the Salem Nitro. That's our home. Ah, there you are. I see you. Okay, yeah. for those uh, interested, uh, on our mm-hmm. Ghost Chronicles Next Generation Facebook page, I'll have the link if sure. yeah, you and take a little that would be, uh, Yeah, on Facebook, I don't know the exact link, but it's Salem, Salem Ghost Tours Okay. on Facebook as well. All right, great. So, I mean, the, say it. All right, go ahead. No, I was, just, I was just going to mention, you know, if, if you guys are interested, there's a lot of... Um, what's interesting to me, I've been involved in paranormal um, study of things now, you know, almost almost 10 years off and on. Um, but what's interesting about Salem, you know, Salem has such a, a legacy of uh, odd photos and, you know, people's cameras. You know, it's a very interesting town for that, but it's... Some of, some of the few times in my life I've ever, one of the most common questions when someone asks about the ghost tour is, are we going to see a ghost? Yeah. Of, course, of course. I tell them, if I could guarantee that, I'd be wealthy and I'd have my own radio show. Yeah. <laughs> um, what, huh? What's interesting in sales is that we've actually encountered things on tours, and it always shocks me. It's happened to me. You know, I've been a guide myself for many years. And I had a tour out on Halloween night, and we were out at close to midnight. And the old Salem Jail, um, which is which is historically that's the jail from Monopoly, 
That's the jail they sent you to in Monopoly. This is Parker really? Brothers' hometown. Um, so it's the oldest continuously used jail in America from 1813 right up till 1992. Mm-hmm. So. We used to bring groups and sneak under the fence because it was, it was derelict for a long time. It was one of those places everybody wanted to see. And, and on a night with a group of about 30, and that time of year we had security people in, in the group as well. It's so busy up here. But we all saw what appeared to be a man up in the third floor uh, gable window holding a candle. Oh. And it was ironic because that's the famous legend of that jail. It goes all the way back to the late 1800s, is that a man appears at night up in the gable window. So, of course, it caught us off guard, and I looked at my security guard, and I said, are you really seeing that, too? And he said, yeah. And I said, I'm really seeing it. So we, we found out um, doing a lot of research. And, you know, oddly, my security guy had spent time in that jail when he was young, so <laughs> gave me some unique insight, but we found out that there is no third floor. That's why they closed the jail in 1992, because the third floor had collapsed. Oh. So there was no way to go to that window, and um, you know, we got numerous photos of what seemed to be that man and so on. It, it, it just, it's an amazing town for that, even if you just come to take a tour, because we've run into so many things you would never expect outside on a tour, you know. That's fun. Now, isn't that jail, um, is it like a restaurant? No, no that closed. Yeah, t- today it's a restaurant. It's, a, it's in its second restaurant. Okay. And it's become condominiums and apartments. And, you know, it was, it was a building the city ended up selling for a dollar because you just couldn't do anything with it. But, um, mm. you know, it's a lot of history there. It was the only co-ed jail in, in America. So in uh-huh. the late 1800s, it had women on one side, men on the other side, and it actually had children in the middle. Oh, my And gosh. when you go in the restaurant, a lot of the original documents are on display, and you can read about a nine-year-old boy from Lynn who served a year and a half for breaking windows. Oh, my God. Nine, nine years old, he was in the slammer. Oh, my so God. Imagine over, over the years, you know, back then, even the witch trial days, right as that started to end, and they, they upgraded from the witch dungeon to the new the new jail. The War of 1812, those were the first real known prisoners in there. And um, when, you, when you read all the, all the atrocities they went through, mm-hmm. it's, it's just an amazing building. There's no, no surprise it has the legend it has, you know. Wow. Now, that overlooks uh, Howard, uh, Cemetery, Howard Street Cemetery, too, doesn't it? Yeah, the Howard Street Cemetery is, is right behind. It predates the jail just a tiny bit. Um, but what's ironic about the Howard Street Jail is that's believed to be the spot where uh, the famous Giles Corey was pressed to death. Mm-hmm. And, you know, three days of pressing an 82-year-old man with heavy stones. Oh, my God. And uh, trying to get a confession out of him. You know, so a crowd on day three of the pressing, almost 400 people showed up to watch because, you know, we, just, we didn't have much for entertainment in those days. Guess not. And um, yeah. <laughs> that was the thing to do, and, you know, you don't see a pressing all the time. But, you know, uh. so the, the, le- the legend of Giles Corey is, you know, he yelled out more weight, and um, which I sometimes debate with people. Maybe he said no weight or hey weight or, you know, who, who knows except the sheriff who bent down to listen carefully, and it's the same guy who's going to take his property soon. So, you know, yeah, it's right. debatable. But, you know, the legend is he yelled out more weight and 
the the local legend was interesting. If you look at the the actual documents that remain uh, from onlookers, is that this story is a different. This story is where the legend comes from. You know, he shocked the crowd and he yelled out. Sheriff Kerwin, who was, who was obviously in the pressing, he yelled out, you know, I curse you in blood and I curse this town. And, you know, then he said, more weight. And that's more what the locals wrote that were watching. Mm-hmm. And, you know, right. some of those records are still at the Peabody Essex, so you can you can find them. But that's, that's right. the story they tell. That leads to a year later, uh, Sheriff Kerwin, who was six foot five and a big strapping young, 32 years old, you know, he he dropped dead of a massive heart attack and some kind of a blood ailment where blood was coming from his eyes. And they couldn't figure that part of it out, you know. So the, the famous legend, the curse of Giles Corey, is that every Essex County Sheriff we've ever had since that day has died on the job of a massive heart attack and a blood ailment. And um, mm. believe it or not, even the, the Harvard Library released a study on it and some of it is consistent, and it, it, it some of it is not, like any legend, but right. it, it really is consistent with any sheriff that oversaw that property during their career. It's, it's so, interesting. You know, now, it's today, in- of course, it's closed, so it's hard to keep the legend going. You know? it's, it's interesting because I worked with uh, Bob Cahill. And Bob okay, is- sure, and of course, he's... He's one of those sheriffs. He is one of those sheriffs. Uh, he didn't die yeah. in the job, but he did die. But uh, yeah, and yeah. Go ahead. But the interesting thing about it, it, it he published a bunch of books uh, through Salt. Uh, was it Saltbox Publications? Salt, Saltbox, yeah. Yeah, and there was a lot of photos in there. And one of the guys that took the photos was a, a guy by the name yeah. of Brian the Monk, and I, yeah. he ended up yeah. working with me for after uh, Bob retired. Oh, yeah. And uh, but a great story is that uh, Brian uh, uh, retired in. Well, he moved to Arizona and uh, Bob Cahill moved to Florida. And this is this is uh, this is quite a few years back. But uh, uh, Brian received a phone call from Bob and he started talking with him. He talked to him about uh, 20 minutes and and then. uh, they finished their conversation, and I uh, said so it was good to hear from you and all that stuff, right? So, anyways, uh, a couple of weeks go by, and uh, Brian decides to call Bob. So he calls him in Florida, gets Bob's wife. He says, hi, is Bob there? And she says, oh, I'm sorry, Brian, but Bob died. Yeah. And he died months before. So Brian yeah. ended up yeah. getting a phone call from a dead person. So yeah. Bob oh, called wow. for beyond. So, wow. well, I know Bob felt he was somehow a survivor of that curse, mm-hmm. and um, mm-hmm. you know it fueled his interest. You know, he opened the uh, Witch Dungeon Museum here, and of course, the books. A lot of his books are uh, worth a lot of money today. Those little books are very collectible. Are they there. really? I got a bunch of. Yeah, there's a, yeah, there's, there's a few that you can't find anymore. There, if you go on eBay, they get yeah, they get some value. <laughs> so. But, Ooh. yeah, it, he always felt that he was one of the few that kind of, but that, that curse was um, motivation for him to write a lot and leave his legacy to Salem and the museums and the books. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm mm-hmm. sure he had some amazing stories to tell, as he told you, you know. Right. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it was really interesting because I, I had really, yeah. I really met him after I retired when I first started going, I mean, after he retired when I first got into ghost hunting. 
and yeah. he was the one yeah. that, that hooked me up with uh, Brian. And Brian was the one that actually introduced me to infrared photography back then with on you know oh, yeah. film, not not none of this digital crap. So. <laughs> did, did you are you did you ever see? And I, I, this may have been in one of his books. Did you ever see the famous photo that was taken by National Geographic? One of, my, one of my favorite little stories is National Geographic, and uh, I believe it was 1979, they did, a, they did like an expose on Salem's architecture and some of these old properties. And, and, and it was about architecture and, and you know, the, the culture of Salem. And they, they did a pictorial in the Ropes Mansion here, which the Ropes Mansion is right next to the famous Witch House. It was the girlfriend's house in the Hocus Pocus film. And uh, as, they, as they were taking pictures in there, when they developed photos on, on a uh, in the foyer, there, there was an old sofa that they took pictures of, and one of their photos had the lower half of a man sitting there, and they could oh. date his pants and his shoes to somewhere in the 1850s. But what was interesting was National Geographic published it even though they didn't want to because it wasn't what it was about but it, it was so good that they put it put it in their magazine which is pretty cool but you know that's that's how salem rolls yeah it's pretty cool it, it's a, you're an investigator so let me ask you this i mean yeah. they took they took that picture and it was the bottom half of a guy right mm-hmm Okay, uh, I know in several cases, and, and just recently, one with the Wyndham restaurant up yeah. here in Wyndham, one of the workers had called me up, and he said he was vacuuming up the other day, and uh, he heard some noise, and he, he looked across the corridor, and he saw the bottom half of a boy in period sure. clothes run across. So why do you think we get these partial uh, apparitions? Well, I'm going to tell you an interesting story. I'm not, I'm not sure how familiar uh, you guys are with me, but I, you know, I've, I was on a show on TV recently as, as a ghost expert, and people in Salem uh, know me for some of my medium work. And, um, okay, so you know, we're going to have to... I have we're gonna gifts have... that run in my family, and, but there's, gonna... there's a funny hang story on, when hang I was on. a little... Oh, yeah, yo, sir. Yo, hang on. We've got to take a break yeah. right now, so we'll, we'll talk about this when we come back, okay? Yeah, no problem. You're listening to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Dan Carrigan and Ron Kolick right here on Tojanet, Pararex, Planet Paranormal, wherever the hell else we are. And we'll be right back after the following messages. Harry Price, I am speaking to you via the medium of the Ghost Box. Many of you will know I carried out the first live radio broadcast from Haunted House way back in 1936 for the BBC. Now, thanks to the wonders of modern technology, I am still able to keep abreast of 21st century ghost hunting by listening to Ghost Chronicles International on Togginet, Para-X Radio, The Ghost Channel, and even on something called a podcast. Two splendid chaps host it. One is an American who calls himself New England's own Van Helsing, although I have discovered his real name is Ron Kolek. The other is Stephen Parsons, and he's a paranormal scientist. Well, mustache, I'm required elsewhere on something called a K2. But don't forget, I'll be listening in every Tuesday from 8 o'clock in Great Britain and 3 o'clock on the American Eastern Seaboard. I trust you will join me there. 
Welcome to Tokinet, radio with a cutting edge. Feel the need to do some soul searching or make some changes in your life to create a more positive future? Then Circles of Wisdom is just the place for you. Circles of Wisdom is a metaphysical bookstore and more, located on Route 28 in downtown Andover, Massachusetts. We carry a large selection of books and music, crystals and gemstones, jewelry and gifts, sage, aromatherapy, and so much more, all in a relaxing and welcoming atmosphere. We offer classes on a variety of topics like yoga, Reiki, psychic development, alternative healing, and personal transformation. For guidance on this journey we call life, get a reading from one of our many readers at Circles of Wisdom, 90 Main Street in downtown Andover, right next to Bertucci's. Call us at 978-474-8010 or check us out on the web at www.circlesofwisdom.com. Lots to see and do in a feel-good place, an oasis in this hectic world. And welcome back to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Ron and Ann and our guest this evening, Tim McGuire from Salem Night Tours. Hello, Tim. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> silence. I met with silence. Yeah. Okay. But we're back. So, yes. Yeah, so as I was mentioning, when when I was when I was a boy, the first time I remember any kind of encounter was, and my my parents think I was probably about four, uh, four years old, and I used to wake up screaming at night because I had two closet doors on either side of me, but I used to watch what appeared to me to be a pair of socks would come out and walk around my room. What? And, what? Yeah, and I always tell the story. It's the first time I remember. It would walk around my room. It would go go back into the closet. The door would, <laughs> and that was my first encounter into something wasn't right with my life, you know. But oh, um, hysterical. It's, yeah, it's, an in, it's interesting because I, I've thought of that a lot in my life, and I, you know, I've, I've encountered other things like that. I think the biggest thing that, that I feel, and this is where I've worked with some of, uh, even a couple of the production crews that have been in town, because they they know my history background, but, you know, some people in town know of other things that I do. And one of the big things I do is I, I give advice as to what I think you could find here. This is what I think here. I, what I've always picked up on is that I don't I don't always think that Everything you encounter has the ability or the strength to do everything. Now, I've encountered a lot of residual, and that's the most common, a residual kind of unintelligent noise, or a, and it just doesn't quite have the, the power to do everything. So I'll tell people, you know, this might be a spot where you might get an incoherent EVP, or this is where... Sometimes you run into something that seems powerful enough that you could see it. And I think sometimes you you see what it can let you see. And whatever that image is going to be, if it's half of them, if it's an arm, it's, a, it's an eye or a face, you know, I think sometimes it's just that's what they can give you. Mm-hmm. That's my okay. opinion, anyway. You know, I think that's why sometimes you just see something. Mm-hmm. Right. But it it also fuels that maybe I'm just crazy, and maybe I didn't see anything. <laughs> I think that's why people dismiss so easy because it's hard to tell somebody I saw a pair Socks. of pants walk down the hallway. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I think that makes sense. I, I think that's a very good explanation. Wait, but you're yeah, but that's wine. how I've always rationalized. It. I think I think like when I 
spent my first night in the USS Salem, I remember telling him, I think, I think this kitchen, you could really see someone. This is a place you want cameras. Um, you know, but sometimes I don't feel it. You know, I, I think sometimes you see either what it, what it can let you see, you know, and again, maybe that's a face or, a, you know, that's how I've always, it's always felt to me. I don't, I don't always think they have the ability to do whatever they want. You know, there's different levels of what I think they can do, you know, mm -hmm. or present to you, you know. So do you still do paranormal investigating? Um, I, I still do. I don't, I don't do, you know, it's not something, it's not something, oddly, it's not something I find super enjoyable. You know, it can be stressful, it can be, and, you know, I'm, a, I'm an odd person to share gifts because I'm not, I'm not crazy spiritual. I'm more of a science-minded person. You know, mm -hmm. to me, it's always, this is some kind of science that we're not understanding. And some of us are more attuned to it than others. You know, that's, that's how I view it. I don't, I've never gone into a place and tried to cross anyone over. I just, I just try to see what I get. If they're going to tell me something, if they're going to show me something. And I, I've always kind of preached trying to coexist. And um, so, you know, when I do paranormal investigations, and I, I don't do a ton of them. Someone has to really come and ask me. Or, you know, recently there was a convention in Salem. So I worked... Um, I worked, my shop was one of the places they wanted to investigate, and it, it, people that had been here back in 07, and, you know, so I came along to do EVPs and things like that, but, you know, I'm, I'm not as active as some of my uh, tour guides. Some of my tour guides really go out, and they're all over the place, from Eastern State and Philadelphia, they're all over the place, so right. uh, I kind of, I'm, I'm ready when someone asks me. <laughs> Someone asked me, I'm all aboard, but you know, I don't. I just not something that I. I oddly, Salem has very few um, paranormal groups. That's funny. You would think, you would well, think of all the places, it'd be a lot of them, but you know, yeah. Salem has a couple, but not not a, not a lot of them. So a lot of my staff have gone and worked with uh, other groups in other places. Yep, I know Kelly Spangler has a group. Yeah, I know her well, and that's, she's the first one I thought of. I, I, I remember when she first. Um, Put her group together. That was. Uh, I remember telling her. I thought. I thought it was odd that there aren't other groups. Just there just weren't a lot of them at all. When mm -hmm. when I started doing the ghost tours in '06, there was a couple of companies that are no longer here that used to say they did, but I don't think they really did. Um, and it just it just wasn't much of a community for that. But I just I just thought of all the places Salem, you would think they're everywhere, but they they really only a few. Yeah, didn't didn't Molly used to tote that she was uh, certified or something or other? Yeah, uh, that's that's my that's an old friend of mine. <laughs> uh, well, that, yeah, that's Molly, all right. <laughs> Molly, Molly used to do it. Molly was known as the Ghost Woman of Salem, and she had yeah. written books herself. And yeah. um, you know, I I never I never really saw them do a lot of investigating. If they did, I. And I think it, from what I what I heard, because some of her guys now that she's left town work for me, you know. So mm -hmm. uh, most of her guys had never been on any until I brought them along on some, um, you know. So I'm not, you know. But there was a lot of that at the time. I think when the paranormal kind of phenomenon took off with TV, and there was there was a lot of people all of a sudden doing them, but I don't think they were really doing them. If right. that makes any sense. Right.
No, yeah. So tell us, tell us a little bit about your tours uh, before we run yeah. out of time. Uh, yeah, well, I'll, I'll start out. The, the, the biggest complaint we ever get, and we don't get many, um, is that we're a lot of history, you know, because we're, we're all historians first. So when, when I do a tour, our tours run about an hour and a half. They used to be two hours, and then they were an hour and 45 minutes. And then the American attention span has brought us down to an hour and 15 minutes. <laughs> but yeah. it, yeah, it just keeps going. Someday it's just going to be five minutes and a quick Google, and that's going to be it. But right. uh, so what we do is, you know, we have we're all licensed by the city of Salem, so we all have to pass a test um, mm-hmm. to get licenses up here. And what we do is the same thing we would do if a show came up here. Is um, we take them around to these famous locations like Howard Street Cemetery. Uh, the old bearing point here, and then we we take them through. Because when people are sure their first question is, we stopped here. It, it, it's supposed to be haunted. Why is it haunted? Mm-hmm. So, and that's the first question you always have. It was the first question you had for me about the the little gift shop here. Is well, what happened there? Mm-hmm. So our job is to, through the legends and stories, give you an idea of maybe this is why people encounter this, but maybe this is, so we take you through the history of what happened at each site. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't do a lot of um, investigative kind of techniques on a tour because, it, you know, as you guys know, it's out, outdoors is not an easy place to investigate. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think there's, there's a lot of tours where they just give everyone an, uh, an EMS and they run around and it beeps. And so, you know, mm-hmm. we, we try to, we try <laughs> to not do that because it, it's easy no to do and it's, you know. <laughs> Yeah, you know, you see a town full of people running around with deep and red lights, and <laughs> every street pole is a ghost. And you know, so you know, we try to we try to be responsible about what we're doing. It, you know, it, it's very easy to take people to a, a house and say, "Hey, my uncle worked here, and one night this happened." So we we try to avoid that and right. at least give you a historical perspective of there was a famous murder here in 1830. You know, a guy was hit over the head 18 times with a lead pipe, and you start to get the idea, okay, maybe that's why nobody lives in there, you know. Right. So, that's and what we do on a tour, you know. Yeah. Go ahead. How can you have the haunting without the history? That's that's how I feel. You can. You yeah. need to know the history first, yeah. I think. Yeah. Just, you know, my, my yeah. personal that, opinion That's how well. I got into investigations here. It wasn't, I wasn't really known for any of the other stuff I do, but it was because I was a historian here, and I'd given a lot of interviews for uh, some books that are out, Haunted Salem, and you, know, you find me through there. And you know, as a historian, I was able to go uh, with these authors and groups and say, well, this is, uh, like when you asked me here, you know, this is what happened here. Mm-hmm. So if you're getting EVPs or you're getting, you know, you, it gives you more of an idea, well, maybe this is who we're connecting with, this is the kind of person we're dealing with. You know, so it is. It is important. You can't. You can't just go to a place and say, "Hey, this place is haunted," because right. you know, and people are wondering, "Well, why? What happened mm-hmm. here?" And that's what we do on a ghost tour. So, a ghost tour is not we're hunting ghosts, and I think a lot of people. That's why they ask me, "Are we going to see a ghost?" You know, okay. it's more. This is the best opportunity to encounter something. You know, of course, uh, ghost tours are are wood city. What, what, what do you guys think of think of whoops? How, how many shows have you guys had on whoops? <laughs> oh, I but, mean, you know, we we yeah. see a lot of whoops. It's a dusty old town. 
Right. <laughs> so, yeah, but we do see some amazing things too, and that's what. Yeah, I, I can't tell you how many things over the years I've seen that have shocked me. You know, as mm-hmm. far as photos and videos. You know, I, there was there was once. This is always a funny uh, story to tell. This is when the iPhone was fairly new, and um, I had a little old woman from the Midwest on my mm-hmm. floor. And a pretty big group of people, probably 30, 35 people, and we just on the Howard Street, so the Warren Street, I sat here in a commotion, and somebody says, oh, my God, you need to see this. So a little old lady wanders up and shows me her cell phone, and there's a picture at night of the Howard Street Cemetery, and a man in a black robe holding a book in his hand. And this is the greatest paranormal photo that's ever happened. Uh-oh. And I can't believe it. I put it up on my website. I'm, I'm, oh. you know, I'm thinking this this has to be real. This is like an 80 year old woman that could barely walk. And <laughs> so I worked, you know, I worked with this group online years ago that's kind of gone now. But they they would analyze data. So I, mm-hmm. I sent the photo in, and they immediately sent me an iPhone app that puts a ghost in every picture. <laughs> so she she duped me. <laughs> it was. It was a good dupe, but you know, yeah. so I, I've learned over the years. You know, not everything obviously is oh amazing, but we we have had some real video. And there was a couple of guys from Oregon once that they they kind of travel and debunk things, and uh, they asked if they could do tours in town. I let them go on ours for free, and my only condition was that if they found anything they couldn't debunk, they'd share it. So. They were nice enough to send in a video they took of a house across from our shop called the Gardner Pingree House. And it's in legend, it's the it's the house from the game Clue. That's where the murder of Captain White happened. And being Parker Brothers' hometown, when they readapted the game for America, they used that murder here as the the game Clue. Um, but they did on the first floor, they took a video. You can, you can actually see a man come over to the window, look out. Uh, move his head, and it was pr- pretty amazing stuff. And they they sent it to me on my computer at home, and I got it about two in the morning. So I was the only one home, and oh. was, it wasn't a real good time to watch that. But um, <laughs> you know, so you know, that's that's the kind of thing that could happen on a ghost tour. It doesn't right. happen every night, no. But uh, in the meantime, it's really good storytelling, a lot of humor. Yeah. Uh, I'm always very proud that we there's no scripts on our tour. Every everyone that does it has at least six years experience, so they don't they don't get hired. So, you know, our main goal is is fun and entertainment and education as well. Now, this is something really funny. Um, Nate in our chat room yeah. has just been posting little little tidbits about about Salem throughout this whole uh-huh. show. And right before you you mentioned the Gardner Pingree House, he had just uh-huh. posted. And I know you're not you're not in chat. He had just yeah. posted Captain Joseph White was killed by a one blow to the left temple with a twenty two inch Indian club, a refurbished hickory stick club, and stabbed thirteen yeah. times near his heart in Gardner Pingree House. And I and and not yeah. even a minute later he yeah. just mentioned it. That's well that's hysterical. that's how us that's how us gifted people work. You know? <laughs> um, but, yeah, there's just there's so many amazing it, – it's funny. When I first came to Salem, we started out – it was really just a history tour. And similar to Boston, you know, I was in a Revolutionary War uh, kid, as they call her, an outfit. And I, I used to play uh, Timothy Pickering in Salem, who was George Washington's right-hand man for a time. And a uh, really important American that nobody ever heard of. You know, in town we had Pickering War, and it all named to him. Right. And, you know, it it kind of failed because Salem 
people come here for witches and they come here for the ghost stories and the legends. So, you know, it was it was forcing a tour that people really weren't looking for. So, you know, we got into the night tours because we knew if we were gonna if we were gonna teach people something, it had to be done in a format they were looking for. You know, right away we, mm-hmm. we switched gears and said do that. But when I did history daytime, it was not like Boston. When you know when I do Boston it's this is the tomb of Samuel Adams and this is Paul Revere and this is and everything is upbeat and exciting. And then when you go to Salem, it's, this is the judge who hanged everybody. And then this is, the, <laughs> and it's it's nearly impossible to ever find a story that comes out positive. You know, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's one of my favorites is the old restaurant here that's been on many of the shows. Today it's Turner Fisheries, but it's the famous Lyceum oh, restaurant. restaurant. Yep, built right on the site of Bridget Bishop's uh, Tavern or Apple Orchard, somewhere in that area. So. You know, and I used to like to stop there because there's a big happy-go-lucky plaque that says this is where Alexander Graham Bell made his first long-distance phone call, and he called Watson in Boston. And the woman who set up his equipment that day got electrocuted to death. You know, and that's that's the part they don't always tell you. And you know, I, I usually say that's how Salem rolls. You know, but <laughs> it's it's nearly impossible to really find. A story that's exciting and happy where there isn't some kind of piracy or somebody dies or, you know. <laughs> so, you know, ghost tours are what you do here. You know, but it's also some of that history that we give you about the witch trials and the, you know, they're, they're very, it's important history too. You know, even though it's dark, that's just, that's how Salem knows. You know? Exactly. Now, tell us a couple about your other tours as well. You mentioned your Boston tours, Plymouth tours. I mean, yeah, the, the Boston night tour we started up um, again. We're the designers of the famous uh, ghosts and gravestones. There's now all over the all over the country in Savannah, and so when we went out on our own, we wanted to do something that mixed history and entertainment. I think there's when we did it was just a little more entertainment. Uh, you know, of course, and, and the paranormal was coming in, so. We, we came up with an amazing uh, tour that was more of an investigative tour. Um, you know, so we would take people inside the Omni Parker Hotel and do an EVP session. You know, and we'd put up the EVP. So people that are really into the paranormal, we used to do our Boston tours more of a, of a teaching. The, the one thing I like about investigations is that um, when you get people out there that haven't done it before, they get to see it. As you know, it's not all exciting. You know, oh, it's, yeah. sometimes right. it's like ice fishing. You know, you, you <laughs> sit in the room and watch lights beep, and it can be hours and hours of nothing. You know, so it, but it, it, on the TV show, they don't really tell people right. this is why we do EMF scan when we walk into a place, and then we come back. They, they don't tell you that, so people just think, you know, they go in the dark and run around and things. Beep. So, you know, right. it's good to be able to teach people this is what an investigation really is, and this mm-hmm. is why you use this, and this is why. On our Boston Night Tour uh, Facebook page, there's still a lot of a lot of videos we did. Actually, uh, someone named James Denton, who was one of the designers and a paranormal investigator, he put a series of videos on there of how-tos, how to use um, an EMF, the different types of EMF, uh, what you're doing with a... So that's more of an educational uh, tour, too. If you, if you want to learn about paranormal investigation, it kind of combines everything on there. Uh, Salem is more the traditional lantern uh, history tour. Same thing with Plymouth. Plymouth is a mix of 
uh, lantern tour and investigation, and we get to go on, you know, the oldest of everything in Plymouth. Uh, Plymouth Mass founded in 1620, you know, that you can't get older, so when you go right. into Burial Hill, and there's the legend and Burial Hill of King Philip's, uh, during the King Philip's War, Native American leader who was decapitated, and they, you know, they kept his pike outside, the head on a pike outside the cemetery for years and years and years, so, mm-hmm. uh, you know, there's just amazing uh, things to see, as well as a little of the investigative in there as well, you know, mm-hmm. so both our tours are a mix of, of both Boston and Plymouth investigation nice. and history, you know. Mm-hmm. Sounds really good, and you know what we Thank would you. love, Ann and I would love to have you come to Spirit Quest this year. Oh, that would be great. <laughs> that would be awesome. I'm up awesome. when people invite me. I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah, do a uh, lot of everything, but when someone calls, I'm usually there. But that, that would be great. I'd, I'd love to. Yeah, and, and part of Spirit Quest, we're actually doing uh, a Blair Witch ghost hunt. Oh, really? So, if you were going to guess what a Blair Witch ghost hunt is, guess what would you guess? Yeah. Uh, I would. I would guess that if People invented the selfie, because <laughs> I think the Blair Witch was the first selfies, and it was a girl with, point. that needed to blow her nose. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I would gosh, guess it was yeah. out in the woods. That, exactly. That's I guess it's out in the woods. We're going to be doing, uh, yeah, going through the woods. And, and the interesting thing about it, that one of the yeah. trails is actually called the Ghost Trail. And oh, I didn't cool. make that up. That's that's the oh. town's thing. We'll, so it, we'll bring Kleenex. Uh, yeah, but yeah. funny story yeah, about you, you remember the Blair, you, you remember the, the the Blair Witch. I mean the Bell, uh, Blair Witch, uh, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. absolutely. The first one of the first investigations I ever did. Uh, we stayed overnight uh, at America Stonehenge and mm-hmm. on the main site, but we had a ATT, which was uh, it's like uh, seeing uh, what's the cable news network we have now, CNBC or whatever it is. The, sure. the lo- yeah. So it was that at that time, and uh, they came with us and they you know they investigated and everything else, but at the same time they did a parody of the the ghost hunt, uh, Blair Witch, uh, which Blair thing Witch. as well. Yeah. <laughs> They would they would do the cameras up their face, you know, with the yeah. light and everything. Oh yeah, it was funny. Yeah. But anyways, so <laughs> I, well, I don't know if you ever thought of that, but I think that that's that's the invention of the selfie. I, I agree yeah. with you. Yeah, it's a great I mean, idea. That was the poster for the movie. It was the girl with the camera in her face. And... Yep, right up her nose. <laughs> but that that goes back even way before that, though, when they used to tell campfire oh, yeah. stories and they take the flashlight and and do oh, it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Put it on your chin. I, I do that sometimes on my tours just as a joke. I'd hide that up under my sleeve. And I thought it'd be more fun to tell a story with a flashlight in my face. You know, you look creepy. Yeah, I tried doing that, but when the, the flashlight goes up my nose, the light comes out my ears, so it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, that's, that happens to me. I, everyone just sees all my nose here. And that's not a good, not a good thing. My Scottish heritage. <laughs> Uh, so, anyways, uh, we're going to let you go now, and we okay. want to thank we thank you so much for uh, coming on and telling us about it. Once again, if somebody thank wanted you. to find your uh, uh, website, yep, uh, you, you can find us. We're, we're easy. We're at uh, SalemGhostTours.com. We're at PlymouthGhostTours.com, and uh, you can find all of our tours through there. If you mm-hmm. want to do the Freedom Trail, we're at TourOfTheFreedomTrail.com. 
Um, and thanks for having me on. Yeah. Oh, you're and, welcome. That's fine. Ann, Ann and I are going to have to come down there and check your place out. Absolutely. Any, anytime you want. I, I, I'm not kidding. We, we did that investigation recently. They got about 36 uh, EVPs. Wow. Just in the back of my shop, and they were all good ones, and they quietly asked if they could come back on their own uh, and do it again without the people they brought. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, so it's an amazing place to investigate. Kid you not. Oh, but so thank you so much for having me. Oh, thank you. You've been a really, really interesting guest. And, and seriously, we thank would you. love to have you up at uh, Spur, of course, and, and hopefully we can get you up there. Uh, yeah, be, hey, I'll look forward to it. I'll definitely try to get up there. Yep, Kelly Spangle will be there, so uh, you do know her. I do, yeah, she's an old friend of mine. Yeah. <laughs> you can ride up together, there you go. Yeah, I wouldn't ride with a witch, are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tim, thank you so much. Hey, thanks, thanks again. Thank okay. you. you have a good night. Good night. You too. <laughs> she's going to get you for that. Who? Kelly. Why? She uh, Or is she not a witch? Okay. Hello. All right. So evidently, I may be here, or uh, somebody else might be here. I'm not sure. But anyways, um, that was Tim from uh, Salem Night Tours, and we've been talking about SpiraQuest, and that is coming uh, this fall, September 18th through the 20th, up in Groveland again. This is our fourth year. Uh, Steve Parsons from the UK uh, will be uh, there, coming back. Doorbell. Ann, you back with me? Ann? Am I back with me? Hey, oh. I'm back. Oh, well, thank God. Jeez. Jeez. Don't do that. Jeez, you know, I'm going to get a complex about this because this is the second time you guys have done that to me. <laughs> we'll, like, we'll, we'll blame Karina. No, it's my fault. Oh, all right, we'll blame Ron. There Sorry, you go. Karina. <laughs> Anyways, no, I missed the pizza from the dead. We got now. I came back. We got to go. Yeah, we got to go. Anyways, uh, yeah, Spur Quest uh, is going to be awesome. Anne's going to be there. She's going to be doing uh, witches' graves, right? Yes, I am. Yeah, and I know Steve's doing a couple things, uh, including uh, uh, ye old uh, English witches. I'll be doing a presentation on the Bell Witch. Uh, from Tennessee, uh, Roxy Zwicker will be there, and she's she's doing a workshop where you can make a witch's rope, which is kind of cool. Nice. And Kelly Spangle will be there, and she's doing a witch a uh, workshop on spell casting prosperity, which we all can use. That's for damn sure. I definitely use that. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, it's going to be really neat. Uh, that is September eighteenth. 18th, is it the 18th? 18th through the 20th, yep. And yep. you can check it out uh, on my website, which is com. the letter N, the letter E, ghostproject.com. So anyway, just before we go, um, I also started a blog, too. Which Oh, yes, this scares me. I haven't checked that out yet. Uh, it's getting a lot of interest, I'll tell you. Right? I, I looked at the website stats, and they just went through the roof it's like cool. so uh, people have been asking uh me for a long time too so there it is uh be careful what you wish for blog all over us every day huh? i am gonna blog the crap out of you so oh, there you boy. go boy okay who know will be my target 
Uh, <laughs> yeah, you never know. <laughs> All right, now I'll so, have to read it every day. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not going to be an everyday thing, so don't worry about it. Even right. though I got so excited, I wanted to write again. <laughs> All right. All right. So until next time, it's time to wrap it up. So uh, good night. God bless. All right. Good night, everybody. Thanks for listening. Live show next week. It is? Yeah. Oh, boy. Isn't it next week? Yeah, it's next yeah, week. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it All is. right. Next Wednesday. Okay. Good night, everybody. From ghoulies to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night, deliver us good love.